Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. This week, Colin, you're you're teaching us how we can take on the character of the Holy Spirit. We're looking at what the Holy Spirit is really like. Uh, you've taken us to Galatians chapter 5, and yesterday we talked about love, and you're going to continue in that vein today. Yes, that uh, one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit lives in us is to reproduce the character of God in us. Last week we talked about how possessing the Spirit transforms our relationship with God. Uh, now we, we see how um, the Holy Spirit transforms what we are able to manifest or to radiate in our lives of the nature and the character of God. And, and we saw yesterday that the first fruit of the Spirit is love. So when we're filled with the Spirit, we can experience an intensification of our love for God uh, and therefore our love for others. Um, John is very clear in his first epistle that uh, if we say we love God, then we will love our brothers also, because if we do not love the brother who we do see, then we cannot love God who we do not see. So this is a very practical love. It's not sort of the emotional Hollywood love, um, but it is the love that is expressed in giving. So God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He has given himself to us in love. He has given us the fullness of love, life. He has given us salvation. He has given us the gift of the kingdom of God. He has given us um, the Holy Spirit uh, to live within us. So this is a love that is expressed in giving. So the more we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our lives, the more that love that is expressed in giving will be evidenced in our lives. We will give to the Lord. And of course, you can never outdo the Lord in giving. It doesn't matter what you give to him. He will give back more to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. But there's just a desire to give God worship, to give him praise. Yes, to even give of the tithe and the offerings because not not that we should do because this is what the Word of God says, but because of the heart of love that just causes us to want to give to the Lord. But you see, if, if that love is real, then we will want to give to others around us, not just to try to evangelize them, but we'll have a compassion for them. We'll want to pray for them in their needs. We'll want to speak to them and help them and encourage them uh, in any way that we can. It's very, very practical love. It's expressed uh, outwardly in giving to people not what we want to give them, but what they need to hear and receive uh, of God's life, of God's love, of God's truth. So this first fruit of the Spirit is really going to underlie everything. And, and the, the second um, feature or characteristic of the Spirit that Paul mentions is joy. Now, you remember Jesus said to the disciples, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Now, what God desires for every believer is that his joy, God's joy, the joy of the Holy Spirit is seen in our lives. Now, the joy of the Lord is not a theory. 
You know, sometimes you can see people with long, glum faces saying, well, I believe in the joy of the Lord. And, you know, that is just totally, totally unconvincing that if a person has the joy of the Holy Spirit within their lives, they will be joyful people. And the more submitted they are to the life of the Holy Spirit, to the person of the Holy Spirit who lives within them, the more of that joy will be evidenced in the practical outworking of their lives. You will see that they are people that are able to fulfill what Paul said. Rejoice in the Lord always. Give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now, you know, without the Holy Spirit, you can look at the scriptures like that and feel utterly and totally condemned and say, well, how can I ever live up to such a standard as that? And the answer to that is the only way is by trusting in the Holy Spirit who lives within you because the Holy Spirit is God and the Holy Spirit has the life that is epitomized by those standards. So as we submit to the Holy Spirit so the love of the Holy Spirit and the joy of the Holy Spirit is evidenced in our lives. And that can have a very tangible and positive effect upon the people all around us. There are so many people these days that get downcast, downhearted, depressed. Uh, the, the sort of the problems that they had to face in the world just seem so overwhelming that it's refreshing to have somebody that can diffuse all the tensions in their lives by just saying, well, by just manifesting, really, the joy of the Lord and, you know, being so positive. And when people see things, um, people acting like that, it amazes them. And they say, well, where do you get all this joy from? Why, why are you so happy? Why don't you let things get you down like they do with other people? And, of course, that's a, a wonderful opportunity just to speak very simply but very assuredly of, of the power of the love and of the joy of Jesus when he indwells us. Now, Colin, is joy the same as happiness? Because it, it is one of the most wonderful things to feel joyful, to feel happy, to have that sense of well-being. But it does elude us so often. Why? I think joy is deeper than happiness. Mm. Happiness is one expression of joy. Um, happiness is really an emotion, isn't it? You feel happy. Mm. Uh, um, joy is a deeper thing than that. Certainly the joy of the Holy Spirit is a deeper thing than that. Um, you see, when Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always, what's he saying? Well, you might be in a situation that certainly doesn't make you feel happy. Uh, for example, somebody very close to you may just have died. You don't feel happy. You might actually feel devastated. But you can still be full of joy that the Lord is bigger than the circumstances, that the Lord knows all about the circumstances, that if the person that has died is a Christian, then death is already overcome for that believer. And even those that are left bemoaning the death of that person, they have the comfort and the presence and the assurance of God with them and God living in them. So even, even in situations where certainly you would not say that you were happy, you can still be joyful. What is the secret then of maintaining a life that is full of joy. Keeping your eyes on Jesus. 
And that is the job of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is constantly wanting to direct our focus on Jesus. You know, the scripture says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. And this is what the Holy Spirit enables us to do. Uh, to rejoice in the Lord always, as Paul says, and to give thanks in all circumstances, is a way of keeping your focus on the Lord, praising him that he is above and beyond, over uh, all the circumstances of our lives. He knows exactly what is going on. He is able to lead us even through the valley of deepest darkness or the valley of the shadow of death, as it's often translated in uh, in Psalm 23. He is able to lead us out of that into victory, into peace, into a place where we have overcome whatever the difficulty is that has come against us. So, uh, you know, that joy of the Lord is something that he wants all of us to know. This is why you know, Jesus said, well, these things I have spoken to you, my joy may be in you. The disciples at the time were far from happy because Jesus was, was telling them that he was about to leave them. He was about to be killed. He was about, uh, they were about to lose their closest friend, the one upon whom they had come to depend at all times. Uh, but he's saying, well, that's okay. Something even more wonderful is going to happen. Something that is going to give you great joy, that although you may be sad, uh, at the human level, in the power of the Spirit who lives within you, you will be joyful, you will be glad. And he said, you ought to be glad that I'm going because something even more wonderful is going to happen to me and something even more wonderful is going to happen to you. Yes, there is that verse, that the joy of the Lord is my strength, is our strength. And I suppose nothing ebbs away at our joy more than lack of confidence or intimidation. Have you found that really to be the case? Well, I found there's a lot of situations where it seems that God won't lift a finger to help you until you do rejoice. <laughs> while, you, while you're resenting your circumstances, while you're angry about your circumstances, maybe even venting your anger against God, nothing much happens to change the situation. But as soon as you begin to look to the Lord and put your trust in him and rejoice in him, then he's there for you. Uh, he's there for you because now you're obeying the word of God. When you realize that it doesn't matter how devastating the circumstances may appear, God is greater and bigger than the circumstances. He is able to turn a whole situation around and what looked like a disaster can actually become a great victory for many people in their lives. So, you know, God's perspective is, is, I believe, so very different from our own. But once we have received the Holy Spirit, then we can begin to be sensitive to where God is and what he is wanting to do in our lives. And you see, the next fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of peace, is linked very closely with that spirit of joy. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace. He is the spirit of joy. He is the spirit of love. And all these are qualities of one and the self-same spirit. And because that spirit lives within all those that are born again, those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, then that Holy Spirit of love, that love, the qualities of joy and peace can radiate through that person's life as they trust Jesus, as they put their confidence in him, and as they realize that God is so much greater and bigger than the problems that they have to face. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 